So basically, like when we first started dating and we would touch fingers Ooh, or touch hands and you'd get all yes. those tingly feelings yes. inside. I'm touching when, you all, all over right now. And I'm going, stop it. Don't <laughs> touch me. me. It doesn't have the same charge anymore. It doesn't anymore. have the same charge anymore. Because after exactly. 30 years, you're boring. I'm not boring. <laughs> you Your are... dopamine's just used to me. <laughs> Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if it feels like you're falling out of love. Yeah, that is a phrase you hear all the time. We just fell out of love. Right. Right? What do you do with that? That's what we're talking about today. All righty. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay, so here's the question. Do you think years three or four are the hardest? This is my third year four, as I've been married twice before, and I feel like I'm fighting to survive again. It's a mm. really good question. It's a profound question. Yeah. And there's some very clear answers to it and why those feelings are there. Right. But years three to four, why are they the hardest? I'm I'm trying to think back to our when when we really kind of hit rock bottom. I, I don't know if rock bottom is the right word. Our when hardest we, years? Yes. Our hardest years is when we had our daughter yep. and that would have put us right around close three to the four. three, yeah. three year mark. Yeah, absolutely. They are hard, isn't it? it it's interesting because um, I'm just going to bunny trail here for a minute, but it's pertinent. Like one of the, I, I remember before we got married and probably in the class that we took in college, the marriage parenting and whatever, something, class, something yeah. else class. Yes. And it always talked about how year seven and there were a few other years were like the hardest years. Right. Well, ours hit sooner than that. So I was a little disappointed, like, hey, I feel like I'm getting ripped off here. <laughs> I'm, di- just- I'm disappointed earlier than I expected to be. <laughs> I expected to be disappointed later in marriage. <laughs> not so funny. quite, not quite so early. I think the numbers you're referring to is kind of the common divorce times are 18 months because people get married and after 18 months they go, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? This is Got terrible. They, they bail out. The second most common time is seven years because those first group of people whose marriages are struggling around year two, 18 months to two years go, I know what we're going to do to fix this marriage. We're going to have a baby. Let's have a baby. Yes. And they make it through the infant years and the toddler years. And the kid is usually around five years old, kindergarten, first grade. And they go, the baby didn't fix it. Our marriage problems are still here and we're miserable and we have a baby now. And so they split at year seven. Got it. Or at eight. We're going to stay married for the kids. Yes. And you go all the way through raising your kids 18, 20 years. You now have kids who are getting out of the house, empty nesters, empty nesters. and you don't like your spouse. And you don't know what to do. And so you divorce at 20 years-ish, right. somewhere in okay. there. It's it's after the kids leave the house. All right. So that's kind of a little bit different. Yeah. But years three and four are hard, but there's a very clear reason why years three and four are hard. And this person apparently has gone through it two Multiple other times. times. He's in right. He's in the third round of it, and he's trying to figure it out this time. And I'd love for him to have the answer. Yeah, this is kind of more on a, would you call it medical? Medical? Medical answer. This is not a medical podcast <laughs> no, at all. No, it's not a medical podcast. Do not take any <laughs> medical advice from us. Let's be really clear on that. Don't um, do that. Scientific, that's the word I'm looking for. This is more on a scientific. Neurology kind of component yes. here. 
Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about dopamine here. Most people fall in love. That is dopamine. That is the chemist chemical of new. That's a chemical of ooh, ooh, look what I found. Something shiny, something novel, something that I haven't I haven't done before. And it's it is all, you know, everyone likes a new toy. You know, squirrel. What's next? What's the next right, thing I can exactly. go chase? Novelty is lovely. And every human being is wired for we like something new. But after a certain period of time, the newness, the novelty wears off. Your brain becomes used to it. It becomes familiar. And for a lot of people who are addicted to that dopamine feeling, they go, there must be something wrong because I'm not as happy. I don't right. feel that intensity yes. of that dopamine. And the most common phrase that you hear about that is, is we have fallen out, out of, of love. love. They equate that intensity with love. The feeling of love is actually the feelings of lust or infatuation, right. novelty. So basically, like when we first started dating and we would touch fingers or touch hands and you'd get all yes. those tingly feelings yes. inside. I'm touching when, you all, all over right now. And I'm going, stop it. Don't <laughs> touch me. me. It, it doesn't have the same charge anymore. It doesn't anymore. have the same charge anymore. Because after exactly. 30 years, you're boring. I'm not boring. <laughs> you Your are... dopamine's just used to me. <laughs> <laughs> my dopamine is used to you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I am used to you. That is a different chemical bath in my brain right now. That is the kind of the, 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 um, the chemistry that's around uh, warmth and familiarity right. and, and connection. And that isn't the same level of intensity. But think of it like sugar or energy drink. You can get a lot done when you are hopped up on Red Bull all the time because your system is on that high octane right. caffeine punch and your brain's going, going, going. But you cannot survive that. Your body cannot sustain that long term. Right. You will burn out. Your system will just shut down. Instead, you need to have health the intake of food that is burns really well. Your system runs good. You can have right. consistent, steady energy throughout the day rather than these spikes of energy. But a lot of people go, that doesn't feel as good. That warm right. familial coming home to someone who knows me and I know them. And it isn't as exciting. It isn't as charged. It isn't as passionate. We're not walking in the house and ripping off each other's right. clothes. Exactly. We're not looking at each other and going crazy. I walk in and go, oh, I know you. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I have affection for you. Yes. And I'm going to make an argument that that affection is deeper than the infatuation. Yes, absolutely. That that affection is also what when when we're apart from one another. Yes. And it feels like a piece of you is missing. Yes. And it's not like I got to get back and you know jump his bones because right. I'm just like this is part of me who I don't feel whole when we're not together. Exactly. Exactly. And so for the gentleman who wrote this and said why is years 3 and 4 the hardest is because you are starting to come off of that dopamine novelty. Yes. This person's new and you're becoming familiar with them. And it does feel like the relationship changes. Because the relationship changes. changes. It exactly. should. You should be moving out of the infatuation and into the intentional stages of intimacy, connection, and bonding. Right. We talk about bonding all the time here, but it is, you are now part of me. I've integrated into who you are. And again, if you're gone, if you're missing, it feels like a part of me is gone, that, that I am not complete anymore. Right. 
Now, that doesn't mean that if you die, that I'm going to shrivel up and die here, that, that uh, I'm right. not going to be able no, to function. No, it doesn't mean that. I will heal, but it if is like you an amputation. that might happen to me. It's like an amputation. I have to yes. figure out how to function in life again, right. missing a part of me. Right. But I will heal. It's not going to kill me. I can move on and I can probably fall in love again and, and meet somebody later on, even though I don't have any concept of how I would do that because I wouldn't want to do that. Ow, I do that. Pinched my leg <laughs> on the chair. Ow, 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 ow. Hold on a second. It's stingy. Oh, okay. Um, Let me see. Nope. Ouch. Did that hurt? Don't push on it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> No. Taking my opportunity. I don't, I don't do that to you. Oh, oh, never. Okay. Back to the topic. Back to the topic here. Sorry. We're designed to heal if you do go away. But love is supposed to change and go through go through different types of love. Right. I can remember making a conscious decision that says, I'm not with Shannon anymore. I'm not with you anymore because, because I am in love with you. I am with you because I love you. It's now a conscious choice to stay connected to someone who I know a lot more about now (laughs) and all the shiny stuff is gone and the foibles and the little things that drive me nuts are now I'm stuck with in marriage and I choose, I choose to take those on and I choose to still love you unconditionally even though you're not perfect. That is what a secure marriage is all about. Yes. You are imperfect. You disappoint me. And I still choose to love you because I know I am imperfect. And I know that I disappoint you and you choose to love me. Right. That's not dopamine. No, that that is is a conscious choice. But because we both do that with each other, we have an incredibly deep relationship. We have real love and I am in love with you. The feelings don't go away, but they do change. Yes, for sure. And there are seasons, there are moments when we spike and it's like, ooh, I'm looking at you and (laughs) yeah, ooh, baby, I am so glad I'm married to you right now. Usually when we're hiking and I'm walking behind you, but... There are moments that, that of course, things of course. spike and that intensity comes back, but that is not the norm. That is the exception, not the rule. Right. Um, and we enjoy those moments. And then we also enjoy the moments of just sitting on the couch and watching, binging some show on Netflix and, and eating popcorn together and just holding each other's hands and flipping on our phones. Yeah. But, but we're in close proximity to each other. It's not very intense. It's not very sexy. No. But or, it or, is very warm. Or sitting at the table at lunch playing cards. Yeah. We play cards every day. All at the lunch. time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no dopamine involved in that unless I'm winning. Be- <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You do like to win. You do like to win. This is what makes it possible for us in another 30 years. We're going to be sitting on our porch rocking as wrinkly old prunes. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. And understanding each other and the depth of knowledge that we'll have about each other will be intimate. And when you die, it's probably going to be like the notebook and I die about an hour later. Yeah. It's just going to be terrible. It is. Um, That's why go on without you. I'm not going to say that's real love because... That's a different kind of love because I loved you just as much when I saw you in the first 20 minutes. It was like, okay, that's intense. That's passionate. That's real love as well. Right. But it's different kind of love. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was just thinking, you know, 
you can't really put an exclusive definition on love because no, it changes. It does. Just like <clears throat> I am not the same person that I was when we got married. No. I have changed. Yeah. I have become I have grown. I there's different phases and stages of yeah. my personality. I mean, to the core I'm still the same person. Sure. But I'm definitely and I'm thankful that I'm not that same person. Me too. Just Me like, too. Just like I'm thankful that that our love has changed yeah. because it feels deeper and it yeah. feels more intimate and it feels more squishy and more, Yeah. I don't even know what words to put to it, more. Yeah. I mean, just it feels more. Yeah, I believe that falling in love with somebody, again, that attraction, that lust, that infatuation, that novelty, that dopamine, all that new stuff, that's easy. We don't have to work hard to make that happen. Choosing to love somebody right. is always the next stage in a marriage, in, all, in the relationship. And if you are intentional about that step that says, okay, I recognize the intensity is gone and I am still choosing to love this person. Right. That is the definition of a mature person. Right. That is, there's sure. wisdom in that. And again, our world doesn't promote that. In fact, our world promotes the exact opposite. Don't get married, cohabitate, live with people so Try that you have options right. when you fall out, of, not if, but when, when you fall you, out of love. Yes. You can just, it's separating's easier and you can go on to the next dopamine hit and live three, four years with that person and just kind of cycle through those relationships. That is, that is usually what the world is promoting right now. And it's sad because you miss out on the richest part. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like working at a job for the first three years, and you're starting to climb the ladder. And just when you're about to about to step into the roles that have more responsibility and more influence, you quit. Right. And you move on to something else because it's harder. Yes. There's more responsibility. It takes more yes. energy and effort. You. It's not as easy. No. It is harder, and we're not going to paint it like it's magically easy. It is right. hard. I can remember when you were struggling. And I had to choose to every day say, I'm going to give more than I get in this relationship Yeah. because my wife can't give to me at the moment. She's just not in a space to do that. Right. But I'm not going anywhere. I made this decision. That was a conscious decision and conversation in my head. Yeah. And I can't imagine how many times you've had to do that with me because man. Right. Well, and, and I just think like, I ask myself how in the world did Paul why in the world, how in the world was he able to stick with me hmm. through those seasons? Because there was some pretty dark seasons yeah. for me. Yeah. And, and I really was not giving much, capable of giving much, doing much. I don't even think I knew who or what I was yeah. in that season yeah. that I'm thinking about. And if you were supposed to just be loving me on that initial love and dopamine and all of that, you would have never stuck around. Yeah. Never. I yeah. wouldn't have stuck around for myself yeah. if yeah. it is definitely a choice. It is a choice. It is definitely a choice. And I'm glad I made that choice. Me too. I'm glad you've made that choice with me because I know there's been seasons where I've been harder to harder. love. Harder. Of course. And thank you for... But see, I feel all lovey towards you <laughs> right now about those. Yeah. Hindsight's a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> but in the midst of it, hopelessness can kick in. Well, it's, sure. It's a legitimate well, and, thing. And I think... I think I feel that lovingness now because we've been through it. Yeah. And it creates deeper, yeah. that deeper, warmer 
Yeah. Warm fuzzies. Yeah. Again, I'm always thinking about the people who are listening to this. And for you, dear listener, as you are going, okay, this is explaining some stuff in our relationship. It explains Mm -hmm. why it feels like we have fallen out of love or what's going on. What do we do next? What's the next step? And I would suggest you have a conversation with your spouse. You sit down with them and go, hey, I just heard this podcast and I realized that our relationship is in a transition point and I am not chasing the intensity anymore. I am now intentionally chasing the commitment. I'm yes. chasing learning how to love you even though you're not perfect. Oh, I love What I do you love think about both you, of us trying to do that? I love how you just phrased that hmm. because that puts it in such a positive light. Yeah. Instead of taking out the the negative, well, I don't feel like I'm in love anymore right. or I don't it it puts it in this hopeful, positive like Okay, let's let's do the new adventure yes. together. Yeah, yeah. And when you do that, when you're intentional, when you talk about the relationship, when you talk about the transitions that are happening in the relationship, the different stages, and you're purposeful about that, now you're not being reactive, you're being proactive, right, you're being right. intentional about how you love your spouse. And when you do that, I guarantee, again, if I came to you and said, hey, I want to love you better, even though the intensity is not there, it's not because I don't love you as much, but because we're shifting I think you would probably appreciate that. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to yes, love absolutely. you better. And that usually, again, doesn't trigger the defensive brain, doesn't trigger survival brain. It triggers connective brain. Yes. It triggers yes. relationship brain. And that's what we're trying to get to. And it communicates care. Yeah. And it communicates care. And, that and that's is, kind of huge. That's huge. That's really, really huge. So there's there's one idea for everyone listening, yeah. for the three or four of you out there who go, hey, that's a good idea. I think I'll try that. Anyway. If you want to learn how to do even more of these skills, again, we're always kind of promoting the tools and resources we have at securemarriage.com. We've got uh, three programs online. You can go there, um, kind of uh, a deep dive, or you can just kind of do a surface one with the relationship roadmap. Or if you actually struggle with codependency, we have a codependency program. So you can look at that too. But other than that, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Bye-bye.